Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top. Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there. Welcome back to the Passion for Craft podcast, where we are trying to change craft in America one house at a time. Uh, how are you guys doing? Doing great. Doing great. Yeah? You got your coffee there? Got my Passion for Craft coffee. Early morning? Uh, yes. <laughs> with, with that coffee, he's ready for another 10,000 hours. That's right. Oh, nice. good segue. Nice. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I mean, the general belief is that to be an expert in your field, mm -hmm. you need somewhere around 10,000 hours to, to get there. Malcolm Gladwell, yeah, he wrote about it, okay? There's been other studies that basically the studies have shown that mastery occurs after someone has spent 10,000 hours doing something. Okay. And they tested ballerinas, you know, musicians, uh, surgeons, all these different Craftsmen. things. Craftsmen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they looked at builders. And, um, and, and, and so when I first heard that statistic, I was always like, okay, so – you know, 40 hours a week, you know, 2,000 hours a year, uh, five years, 10,000 hours. Basically five years to become a master at something. Well. If you're doing it 40 hours a week. If you're doing it 40 hours a week uh, for five full years, you become a master. Okay. Now, the problem is in our field is that you rarely spend your time doing the same thing over and over again. Like my deal is, is that, and I... You would have bristled at this if someone said it early in my career, but I don't think I think you're a knucklehead in this business until you've been ten to fifteen years doing it. And so I, you know, how many years have you done? Twelve. So I just mean, just out of the range. Right? I mean, you feel like you're just coming into your own right now. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. and so here's the other thing: is is if you had kept doing what you were doing for thirty years, let's say. Mm -hmm. I don't think you would have pro progressed as a craftsman, right? It would have gotten into a rut. It would have gotten into, you know. Oh, I already hit that wall. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Wait, it's for real. That. Wait, so, so I have, according to Brent's math, I'm a double master nice. in in basic carpentry. <laughs> no, I don't know, but well I've done. I've done. <laughs> yeah, so I hit a wall where I was just like, I'm doing the same thing over and over, and that is how you become a master, but. It's not all how you become a master because if you're doing one task, like assembly line type task, mm -hmm. you're not really a master. Like assembly line, automobile, Henry Ford, if you're just the guy who puts on the lug nuts, you don't know how that whole car operates. You right. know, The true master is very experienced in all aspects. To, for you to say, I'm a master of this car, mm -hmm. that means you know all systems, you know the, uh, the fuel system, the air intake, the the exhaust, every air Gear ratios. Yeah. Same thing in carpentry. Brent's alluded to this before. Good carpenter is not just a trim guy. Mm -hmm. It's a stair. You're you can do trim, you can do stairs, you can build cabinetry if needed. Yeah. You you know how to take measurements and mm -hmm. put things together. And then to me, you're you're a master at, at that point. So from what he's saying, I haven't really experienced explored all those areas yeah i've explored quite a few of them but i'm i'm, I'm not a master i'll tell yeah, you that see, right now i'm a journeyman mm -hmm. <laughs> nice yeah yeah i i i'm an apprentice i think that a lot of guys hit a wall right 
because they're working for the same builder or they're doing the same thing over and over and they're just, they're not progressing. And so I told the story, the builder calls me and, you know, his carpenter had installed these pair of doors like this. And so they were, they were skewed, right? Misaligned, one was, yeah. one was kicked out, one was kicked in. And when the doors came together in the middle, they didn't line up mm-hmm. They They were like this. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, he calls me and says, your, your doors are warped. And we're like, no, that's not right. And so we go over there and sure enough, we kick the jams in and straighten the door out and and we send him a bill. And so for, you know, 500 bucks for a trip and to repair this stuff, he goes, what are you sending me this bill for? I go, well, your, your guy installed it wrong. Mm-hmm. He goes, what are you talking about? That guy's been doing trim work for 30 years. He's, an, he's a master. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nope he's not (laughs) and so because why because he's been doing the same thing over and over and over again and he really hasn't mastered carpentry Mm -hmm. okay he's mastered installation it sounds like he did (laughs) kind of right he he has done the same thing to a point of proficiency but he hasn't mastered maybe maybe we dive into that you know what is you know most guys i think are proficient very few are masters yeah yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm at a crossroads right there. I'm very proficient mm-hmm. at basic installs and yeah. stuff like that, but as far as mastery and design and vision, like being a visionary and looking at something, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I I'm kind of like looking in that direction of like, I want to achieve that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so if if ten thousand hours is a mastery thing. Do you feel like you're halfway? Do you feel like you're three quarters? Do you feel like that's a good question? And, and so, if you and if we look at it too, not only just overall, but as as a trim carpenter, see, as a trim carpenter, you need more experience doing some of the stuff that we're doing. Mm-hmm. But you're a, you're a master craftsman in the sense of your skill level, the way you think about the job, the way he the way he approaches and prepares, well, the, it, his speed. To right? your point, it's you've gone and you've seen the installs the day in the day out the job itself for two times over master right mm-hmm. so you you've done over twenty thousand hours to 10 years plus um is it 12 years right yeah 12 years so, so i mean 10 years plus of hours on a job installing doing that you've hit your mastery there but then you're saying that there's this other pool of things that you haven't quite mastered yet but, oh, for sure. And yeah. that but, comes but in. But what I'm saying, though, is that the trim carpet he's been doing mm-hmm. hasn't been of the level that where you lay out a room like this and okay. you're doing hunting miters and you're doing other things yeah. like that. And you're mm-hmm. even building those things by hand. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and I haven't either. Right. I mean, right. you know, uh, I'm supposed to be the master on this thing. I don't. There's so many things I haven't done. Mm-hmm. And so the big picture is, is if we look at craft in America, there's. There's a builder in town who says, uh, I'm a master craftsman and a master builder. It just makes my skin crawl because he's an <laughs> idiot, right? And, and what he cares about is marketing. You want right? to tell us his name? <laughs> he's, 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 it's a marketing ploy, mm-hmm. right? That he tells his potential customers, you know, I'm a master builder. I really care about the art of building, right? It's just the big picture is, is that, you know, how many master builders are there really in America? 20 right of, of guys and look what what what's your what's your bar how do you measure it i look at guys from the past asher benjamin uh mm-hmm. william buckland samuel mcintyre these are guys that practiced did practiced the craft of building 200 years ago so you're saying 20 
in America. 20 in America. Wow. Of that skill level. Because. Who can can design a house. Yeah. Who can craft and do it with their hands. Because they know the house inside and out. Because when we're looking at this 10,000 hour metric, and this is the point I was making about Richard, is the the 10,000 hour metric was used on ballerinas who are working on their twirl for 10,000 hours. Who are talking, and I'm sorry if I'm oversimplifying ballet or whatever else I'm using to compare here, but they're, they're working on a very specific thing. Tennis, you're working on a serve, you're working on a stroke, you're working, you have a very finite number of things. Whereas when it comes to home building, and there is so many things that you could be a technical master of, for you to be a master of building, it would take the knowledge of trim carpentry, the knowledge of door making, the knowledge of window making, the knowledge. Plumbing, electrical, work, yeah. like you, you got take it. Yeah. all of those things. Yeah, so exactly. You may be an expert window maker, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to make doors. That doesn't really make sense. If you can make doors, you can make windows. But yeah, <laughs> you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like there's different aspects within craft. Yeah. And to be a master, like you brought up those guys from the past, they probably had, I don't know how many tens of thousands of hours yeah. just studying the, the language of architecture and how that communicates, mm-hmm. you know, to a house, to a building. It's, and that's why those things are still admired today. Yeah. It's because they were built by masters. Yes. Do you ever want to be a builder or do you, do you, do you, do you like, I mean, as you aspire to our craft and our trade, are you, you know, do you say, well, one day I'd like to be builder or I've never heard you say that. I haven't said that. I, I don't really see myself there. That's not to say that I, I'm against it, but my whole thing has been, I want to take this carpentry thing to like extreme level that it can go to and, and share that with the world. I love that. That's exciting to me because mm-hmm. I feel like too many people want to be the builder because they think that's the top of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And and I don't look at it that way at all. I think most builders are knuckleheads. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so um, they know how to move paper around. They know how to talk to the customer. Yeah. There's a builder in town who is a top builder and he has been building for eight years, mm-hmm. you know, 10 years. I always sit there and go, why is he considered you know, like, like why has he built this reputation? And it's really because he is, uh, organized, um, very proficient as far as, you know, that organization, making the, the customer experience very, you know, uh, easy to transition. Mm-hmm. He builds a pretty house, but I've been through his houses and they are stale. Okay. They okay. are, they are, yeah. they, He knows how to lay bricks up. He doesn't know how to create bonds with bricks. He knows Mm -hmm. how to do a paneled room, but they make no sense. Mm -hmm. They knows how to, you know, you know, get his subs to do different things, but he's not a master. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's a real nuanced thing, but there's a lot of people who want to be him. Mm -hmm. And I just like, yeah, but you're bypassing the art of building, right? Mm -hmm. You're, 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 you're not. You're an expert coordinator, but you're not a master builder. I think you need to be proficient in more than one thing, you know, Mm -hmm. proficient. And I think as a builder, you need the, one of those things needs to be how things look like the language of architecture, which Mm -hmm. I didn't even know existed. Like this thing behind me right here is a, it's a whole language. If you don't speak this language, it's like me going to a foreign country and just like babbling my way around. It's like, what's this guy talking about? And a lot of houses and, read that way like you say you go into a room and you don't it doesn't make sense mm-hmm. like the, the paneling layout is not there 
Why? Because they don't speak this language. So are you really a master builder when you don't even speak the master builder language? Right. You know, which is. Well, and I think I think in my career as a builder, you know, I was trained in preservation, which was a huge leap forward because I learned how things were built 200 years ago. Then I learned about millwork uh, because we had the mill shop and everything. Then I learned about classical architecture. So 20 years into my, you know, career, that's when I kind of learned about the language of architecture and all that stuff. And now in the last, you know, five, three, four years, I'm learning a ton about build science, right? Mm -hmm. And so what is, what is build science as a part? Like, how does that differ from the language of building? Is that like structural so, integrity yeah, and stuff like so that? It, it's, it's, you know, I think a lot of people would consider build science to be the um, science of building. Sorry, you uh, <laughs> had to do it. Yeah, the uh, like the efficiency of a yeah, house. Yeah, and and, okay. and pe but people but people use it as a metric to determine how good their houses are. Mm. And so they'll say, you know, my blower door test is a point point six. You know, I'm I'm this quality of builder because of that. And I'm just like, it is one metric, right? That is that is is valuable does yeah. is important you are building very conscientiously about and thinking conscientiously about how a house should perform mm -hmm. but it's just one metric yeah and i feel like that one thing that i've been lucky and blessed by is is to have exposure to these different things so that my world's expanded i now look at classical architecture as a whole subset of understanding about my past tradition yeah. of building that i never knew about and so i think a builder should know how to build and a lot of builders never swung a hammer mm -hmm. i think that's oh, a problem yeah. too yeah i totally agree yeah i mean you gotta at least throw the tool bags on a couple times yeah. you know to get the experience because right. you're not going to know what if your guys run into an issue you're you know you're, you're not going to know what's going well, on and then the, the master builder uh the architect means master builder mm. okay the word architect and really? you, yeah if you think about i didn't know that either. uh that's cool yeah arca is chief uh and then design so chief designer mm -hmm. historically the reason asher benjamin samuel mcintyre those guys were architects in America is because they were the master builder, right? They were, mm -hmm. they understood design as well. Yeah. And so most, unfortunately, the, the building industry has been segmented so that the architect and designer are over here and the craftsman and yeah. builder over here and used to be those used to be the same person. Yeah, it's no longer a, yeah, yeah. one, one brain that's yeah. coming up with all of it. It's now three different guys. Sometimes. Yeah. And then designer will come in and say, well, I'd like the chair rail at 36. And mm -hmm. you're like, no, you're not supposed to be at 36. So right. anyway, you're basing you that it's always at 36. No, <laughs> <laughs> you're basing oh, that man. on classical. Going to come across this table. <laughs> uh, you're basing that on classical numbers, right? right? Yeah. So, I mean, this may be an, I don't know. You may not know this, but, uh, you're saying that there are like build tests that have like standards that give you percentages and correct like like a baseball player would have certain percentages. Yeah, I mean the build science basically is that uh, a house should be uh, um, comfortable and efficient, and they are able to measure that efficiency now. Okay. So they they do it by a blower door test. They actually put a big fan on your door and they suck air out mm -hmm. and it, the resistance is measured. And yeah. so, um, you know, if a blower door test on a, on a house like ours built in 62 with very ins little insulation, uh, might blow a blower door test of, of, you know, eight, whereas a very efficient 
house will blow one under one and code is like three or three or five depending on what zone you're in so there is there is a metric that builders some builders are chasing after yeah saying i want this and so it has so its own I, set of problems i but, do have a i mean this this may not be a thing but have you ever looked at like a truly historical door how does it hold up to the build sciences tests of today um, I mean, maybe I'm just thinking in terms of what could be a cool YouTube video, but I, I mean, it, it would be interesting to see, you know, does a historic door hold up to the build science tests of today? Does a historic win? I'm assuming there's window tests and other stuff well, like I mean, that too. You know, but a couple of things. One, because it's wood, it's, 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 uh, thermally and a very efficient product. Yeah. And so then you're getting into problems of uh seals like whether how it's weather stripped and stuff like that. So you're not really it's testing not really a door. It's modern stuff. Mainly. Yeah. Okay. The, you know, this whole ten thousand hours thing, I didn't want to spend time on build science. I I I I'm trying to get to the guy out there who's a trim carpenter, how long does it take to become a master trim mm -hmm. carpenter? That's my question. It matters the jobs that you're doing. If I would continue on the road that I was on, which is fine. I mean, it's carpentry, it's installing, whatever. It's it's a craft. It mm -hmm. definitely is. But uh, like now working with the stuff with you guys, now I'm being challenged in a whole bunch of new ways. And a lot of times, uh, John, the guy who works with me, my brother-in-law, we're just there like, this is crazy. Like, how are we going to do this? But we do it. We figure it out. It's so crazy. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm, he's like, what did you get us into now? I'm like, we have to figure this out. <laughs> Those and, scary uh, moments are scary, but they're also when you get through them, you feel like yeah. mountaintops experiences. Because you could have 10,000 hours just bolting those lug nuts on, or yeah. you could spend those 10,000 hours in every aspect of the thing. And I think the key to becoming a master carpenter is uh pushing yourself i mean this could go for any trade yeah. or any sports or whatever pushing yourself beyond comfort when you're comfortable you're not really you, you may be doing hours but they may not be contributing to those ten thousand hours right because you've already mastered that mm -hmm. how to swing a hammer well you've had that for 10 years right. you know you're not those how much more hours do you think that's going to help yes right. so you need to go out of your comfort zone take on some stuff, you know, take on different jobs and become a well-rounded person. So when someone mm -hmm. asks you, hey, how does this, how's this gonna go? You can kind of answer it. And mm -hmm. that's that's why I recently started studying the, the classical architectural language because it's everything to do with moldings. It's mm -hmm. all based off moldings. And uh, those I think- are the, Those are the letters, right? They're the, they're the, 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 the what you read right yeah if it's a language right mm. they're they're yes what communicate yeah, yeah i'm like yeah. i'm in this field of moldings and i don't even speak the language you know yeah. <laughs> like i if i really in in 15 years or 10 years whatever if i really want to be an expert in my field this has got to be like second nature to me mm -hmm. so i need to learn this stuff yeah so and and all of this the, the language essentially of moldings comes down to uh what it looks like to have like a like you're saying order like a classical order like uh, Ionic Doric Corinthian like that kind of order yes, is that what we're talking exactly. about? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean it, it would it it would communicate. So if this was a a a 
there's nothing on these walls that are white wall. Mm -hmm. Okay. You might come in here and the ceiling was white. You couldn't see the beams. There's nothing in this room that would help you establish a sense of scale. Yeah. Like, like how, where, what am, you know, what am I supposed to, yeah. how big is this room really? Mm -hmm. So when you put moldings and bases and crowns and you define punctuate openings and do things, you are putting little, little elements of scale in there that allow you to relate to that space. Yeah. So you go, Okay, now if we had a little one-inch little molding at the top and you of know, a room of this size, yeah, a room of this size, you'd be like, "What?" And yeah. so it would throw you off. Mm -hmm. But when you walk in and it's laid out and it's very carefully, you end up walking into those spaces, going, "I don't know why I like this, but I really like this space because yeah. you relate and harmonize with that space, and moldings are what help yeah. you do that." It so to his point, you know, I've been sitting here practicing putting moldings in room without really understanding how they communicate. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and basically when it comes to the ordering of the room, does a lot of that stuff still come down to like the golden ratio and all that? Or the Greeks and the Romans, when they originally put together their whole classical system we use today was based on the human body it was. And, and so, you know, your hand is basically this collection of golden ratios, your index, your bottom of your finger to your finger as a whole, this three to five relationship, hand to your arm. Yeah, forearms to the size of your foot. Yeah, and so it's just, you know, Da Vinci, when he figured this out, it's, you know, just freaked out. Yeah. And so there is a golden ratio, but I'd rather call it a human scale. The golden ratio in my mind is God's fingerprints, mm -hmm. okay, in my mind. They're, they're, Absolutely. They're, they're his yeah. design, and it's perfect. It's mm -hmm. this beautiful, you know, perfection that um, expresses who he is as a designer. Mm -hmm. And so we end up using those things, but... I'd probably caution against someone pulling out a golden ratio ruler and trying to do things. Although I know really good architects who do that. So mm -hmm. yes, there is that there, but I don't think it's, there's a, you know, a trim hack that, 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 <laughs> you know, shows people how to do that. Yeah. Well, I was just more, I wasn't thinking, all right, how can I shortcut the system here? I was really just wondering, like, is that decided based on this, number that we see all across nature all across all these places um that just makes sense that that's what we're resonating with where we we see something like that and we're like yeah that uh that matches or that's right for whatever reason i can't explain but whenever i see it i just resonate with it you know what i mean so i, I didn't know if that existed or not but it definitely does yeah yeah, yeah the human scale and proportion that stuff Mm -hmm. Everything he just said, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at in learning about this stuff. Yeah, and it's really interesting. It's that's a fun, the language it's a fun you're journey. Learning. Yeah. yeah, it's a fun journey. Mm -hmm. The uh, um, so my question to you, okay, since you're the journeyman of the of the team, um, what do you say to the, the trim carpenter out there who is either behind you or equal with you or, be, or in front of you as far as how many hours he's put in? How does that person become a master? Because it's as we've discussed, it's not just hours because you can put the hours into the wrong thing. It would have to be the same thing as pushing yourself into those other worlds, so, like so uh, those the, other realms of carpentry. The one realm that you've talked about is the the speaking the language, learning the language of trim, and all that. What are the other realms that you need okay, to explore? Okay, yeah. So I would say I've mastered basic trim installation. Yeah. So that would be base crown uh casings all that what i haven't mastered 
is stairs stair building and that's mm-hmm. kind of the the big thing that is like the pinnacle like you were saying like that's the big thing that takes a lot of execution mm-hmm. very little room for error without wasting thousands of dollars in material so yeah branching off into other areas and what's unique about um my company mm-hmm. we used to paint everything we we did oh wow. so not only was i like a master at the kind of entry level trim stuff yeah i was i wouldn't say i was a master at painting but i was very good a craftsman at painting i yeah. knew how to to get things prepped i knew how to uh, prime how to sand all the different grits mm-hmm. how to vacuum like everything clean all the dust off and then um, spray like finished coats on mm-hmm. so uh, i feel like that that having that painting ex- experience has made me even a more confident carpenter for yeah sure because i know like i know like you know human nature kind of tells you like sometimes you can get lazy and just say eh, just just get it done whatever yeah. but i know like if i don't get this joint right i'm the one that's coming back yeah. to caulk it and fill it and sand it and and i've got to make it look pretty at mm-hmm. paint so i always knew like this is my problem still right like there's no passing the buck because i'm painting this stuff yeah not that i would want to do that anyways but i'm just saying like it's it all falls back on me there's mm-hmm. no like oh your painter screwed that up sorry <laughs> you know because <laughs> you were their painter <laughs> yeah i mean you could say that it just wouldn't be very effective yeah i could just put on a different hat yeah <laughs> how's it going no it was the carpenter no um <laughs> all right take your hat up so yeah just being to answer your question it's got to be exploring different uh, different roads in that same city that you're in. Like you're going down this cart, you're in Carpentry Town. Yeah. Well, you're going to go down Stair Avenue. Well, now it's time to take a right-hand turn onto building entablatures. Mm-hmm. And a left-hand turn on coffered ceilings. That's a whole big thing. Mm-hmm. So that would be my answer to you. Just, just yeah. re- branching out in the same field. I love it. Yeah, and I agree. I, I think of Gary Katz, uh, who's good friend, master trim carpenter. Mm-hmm. You know, he started out uh, trimming apartments. And, you know, it was production apartment trimming. I mean, wow probably the the very low totem bowl of you know just throw it together as fast as you can and and so but he didn't approach it slap happy like i'm just gonna throw you know stuff in here yeah as quick as i can get my job he looked at it as a speed thing i'm gonna learn how to be efficient Mm. and so you know he spent those years doing that now he can you know build a federal mantle and do all the great things he can do but it is he worked in a number of different lanes i guess is my point that mm-hmm. he he did work at that low level production thing yeah. but he's also worked at the very high level too so yeah um, there's you've got to hit multiple lanes or you're going to get stuck yeah, yeah and i've watched a ton of his videos and he's like a master door hanger like wow. yeah. yeah he's he's kind of mastered the carpentry side yeah. of it. he's the t- t- true master with probably 30,000 I don't know I don't know how how many thousands of hours but yeah he's up there so if you're you guys are both well further along in the the trip than I am to the road to mastery uh so for guys starting out what are some areas that you guys recommend to start pursuing in that road for mastery uh maybe to avoid some of the pitfalls that you guys uh, didn't fall into, but maybe uh, wasted hours on. And not to say that any time spent working and honing a craft is wasted hours. But uh, to your point, you've 
had 10,000 hours twice over and you're like, well, I, I needed to focus on this area and push myself in this way. So what are some good starting out areas? Uh, I have a good example of this mm-hmm. and uh, it it's just trying something different. Mm. I was so scared to, to work with these guys. Like I'm telling you, I was like, I'm not, I'm not that, I can't do that. That's mm. crazy. You walk in somewhere here and you're like, no way. Like this is very intimidating, <laughs> yeah. you know? So Bobby, uh, Brent's operations manager, yeah. saw my videos and was like, hey, you know, we're always looking for good carpenters. And mm. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know any good ones. But no, <laughs> no he, he called me and he's like, we're always looking for good carpenters. Would you want to work for us? And I told him straight up. I was yeah. like, I don't think like, I don't think I'm there yet. I've uh, seen your guys' yeah. stuff. I was watching Brent's videos already and I, I wasn't like going to reach out. I'm like, eh. but I think it's just, you've got to just take that step. And even if you fail, they're going to tell you like, mm-hmm. Hey dude, this needs to be corrected or whatever, you know? Right. And I think you need to kind of know that about yourself. Like if you're just starting, maybe don't take on like a huge staircase. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe don't take it that far, but, um, there's a huge staircase over there at that project. Yeah. And I'm like, let's go. Like if, if they want to do it, like, you know, I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. So, but if you would have asked me this a year or two ago, I would have been like cowering in the corner. Like, yeah. you know, so you got to get out of that mindset. Yeah. You got to be like confident. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have the confidence. I was like, eh, I'm kind of in this lane. I don't really think I can drive in that lane. Yeah. So my advice to a new person would be, you know, you know your level, you know what you're kind of capable of. Just push the boundaries of that level every chance you get within reason. That would be my yeah. answer. That's great. What about you? Any advice? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Expose yourself to as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was doing commercial and residential work. Like the commercial, you know, I said that one of our favorite jobs or top jobs was redoing those Santa Fe depots and courthouses. Mm-hmm. The mill work we were seeing in those jobs were, they. I mean, they were done 150, 150 years ago, 130 mm-hmm. years ago, and were awesome. I mean, the, the amount, the quantity of wood was overwhelming. Yeah. And so being exposed to that and then doing commercial and residential opened my world to kind of this thing. I, I kind of... Um, I understand what Richard's saying. I think it would be hard if you come from a production background to look at the things that are done and go there and go, you know, I'm not used to that. Right. But I was lucky. We That's where we started. That's mm-hmm. where I started. And you kind of just figure it out, right? There, there's job when we did the Hill County Courthouse, had all the interior mill work. It was one of those things like, you know, good news, you know, good news, bad news, good news. I got it. Bad news. I got it. Right. <laughs> and so, um, you know, now I got to figure out how to do it. And so, right, right. um, exposing yourself to as much as possible, you know, I think that's how, I think it's easy to hit the 10,000 hour number saying I'm a trim carpenter, mm-hmm. but it's hard to hit the 10,000 number doing a variety of different stuff. And one thing that comes to mind is if you're looking at something, and you're like the depot, you're seeing all this stuff or whatever job it is. Somebody did that already. You have two hands. You can probably figure it out, you know, like it's going to be stressful. And that's one thing, like it's, it's stressful to figure this stuff out. If you don't want stress, I mean, you'll probably avoid it and kind of stay in a comfort zone. Yeah. So you got to be willing to take on some stress and some, 
wasted material, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. some losses even, maybe yeah. you might even lose money. I don't know. There's yeah. just, it's just uh, taking a risk, being a risk taker. Makes sense. So this is a new thing I wanted to ask is be just for Brent, a um, little section called craft or pass. So the first one I have for you, Brent, um, and when I say craft or pass, I'm, 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 is it a thumbs up, thumbs yes, down? Basically. Would you like to craft it or would you pass on craft? Or it, it may not even be something that you're going to craft or a person's going to craft, but just the idea of the thing. This always comes to my mind when I'm driving around and I see these on houses, but craft or pass solar panels. Hmm. We were so, just talking about build science too. Um, would that increase your electricity score or? eco score or something yeah i mean it, i don't think we're there yet as far as the efficiency I'd, I'd probably pass the um i don't think from my understanding where you know the the you know upside downside of the of the solar panels especially on depending whether you're paying for it and whether it's government subsidized and everything else i don't think we're we're there yet and so i i suspect in 10 years we will be um, where it'll make a lot of sense. I don't think it does now. So in 10 years, if we're there, how do those look on houses? I think they become smaller and more invisible. Yeah. Because and, they're hideous. Yeah. Right now. They're, they're, <laughs> they're obtrusive. Would you, they, they make me sick. Yeah. And that's why I was like, I got to ask him about that because I see these things and I'm like, like I've, I prefer beauty over, um, like function. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and it, you know, this is where I would try to balance out with the homeowners. Like, if the homeowner's goal is to be net That's zero true. and be off the grid, you know, you'd probably have to consider them. True. But you'd try to, you know, put them in a backfield, probably not mount them to the top of the house. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you try to find that balance. Or mount it on the backside of their A frame roof rather than yeah. on the yeah. front side. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Because, you yeah. know, I actually have a crafter pass for both of you guys. All right. And uh, the fact that you said that brought that up, this actually <laughs> reminds me of something that I see a lot that I actually don't think is that bad, but I did hear Richard on a previous episode say, uh, <laughs> like those geometric wall design oh, yeah. things. Yeah. Um, so Crafter Pass, the, the geometric wall art 100% things. pass. Okay. Yeah, for me. Okay. Now, yeah, pass for me. Really? Okay, so walk me through it. What I've seen... You know, the accent wall, the classic COVID projects, the, <laughs> the geometric accent yeah, wall exactly. is huge, whether yeah. it's painted on or whether they use a little but, bit of trim or wood or you know, yeah. whatever. So what? What's so a lot of those geometric shapes? Here's the deal. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna rant on this. Okay, great. The the the, the problem uh, is is that we no one knows how to make something beautiful. Okay, okay? Um, we live in houses with no trim on them. Um, they, they are, they're, they're blank walls Mm -hmm. and someone on Pinterest or, you know, creates this geometric design that adds interest. It's like, you know, painting one all orange, one wall orange or something Mm -hmm. where they do it in hotel rooms and things like that. Um, they're, they're looking for drama, Uh but all it signals in my mind is that we've forgotten how to design. We've forgotten how to build. We don't know how to do it anymore. Mm. So a, a bright, shiny object, you know, comes up and we're like, Oh, I could do that on my wall. This would right. be so exciting. And so yep. we put those geometric shapes up there. Okay. They just signal ignorance, ignorance, okay. mm-hmm. you know? 
And a lot of them, I mean, geometric, I mean, I, I pass on them a hundred percent for sure, okay. even if they're laid out properly, but a lot of them are geometric. Okay. There's no golden ratio in there, you know? Okay. Not that you need the golden ratio, but, uh, but the, if it was included, would you, uh, be no, more inclined? I would still, I would, I would only, there's no, there's no accent wall that yeah. I would like. Okay. I wanted to see the whole room unified. Got it. Amen. I, I don't want to see. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't want to see um, just some one-off thing. Yeah. Well, thank you guys uh, very much. Do we have any closing thoughts on today? Guys out there who want to be better, mm -hmm. okay, and, 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 and sit there and go, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've been doing this for 20 years. And either I'm bored or, or uh, you know, I, I hate what I do or whatever, that there is this opportunity within our trade to rise and thrive. Mm -hmm. And uh, it requires, I think, you know, getting out beyond your deal. You know, the builders out there who, who are calling themselves masters who aren't, you're just you're just leaving so much on the, you know, on the table of opportunity and beauty and everything else. And mm -hmm. so to better the, yourself and improve. The, the, yeah, the whole point of this, the reason I wanted to talk about 10,000 hours is because I want it to be a point of encouragement mm. that it's not a unscalable wall, but it does require working in a number of different fields. And it is a, it, it's what I aspire to do. I don't consider myself a master builder yet. I know a lot more than a lot of people, but when I compare myself to those guys in the past, I'm yeah. like, I got a long way to go, right. which is exciting, mm -hmm. right? I don't, I don't consider that as a, uh, a bad thing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. If you reach the top of the mountain and you know, okay. what more is there to do? Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of always be looking for that next thing to do. Yeah. So, uh, 10,000 hours, um, I wouldn't worry too much about it if you're just starting out. Cause it sounds like Mount Everest. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, just slowly start moving up, up that slope and eventually you'll hit, uh, a peak, you know, mm -hmm. and then you can just take it from there and, uh, and you'll learn stuff about yourself along the way. Right. I mean, 10,000 hours, what did you say? That's five years about, yeah. I mean, how, think about how much you change in five years, yeah. you know, you yeah. may go, what if I started in carpentry and was like, man, I, this painting stuff is, I'm, I like this, mm -hmm. you know, I like spraying right. finish on yeah, a wall sure. or whatever. You, you may change your whole yeah. craft, but everything builds on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And everything I learned about painting, like I said, has helped me become a better carpenter yeah you know everything i'm learning about this language of building is helping me become a better carpenter yeah, for sure. absolutely and don't don't strive i like what you said too if you're a tile guy if you're a carpenter if you're a, a mason a painter those are all things that we need you know mm -hmm. yeah totally. so it's not yeah. like yeah. if you're not the builder you're not it yeah. like no you you can know more than the builder mm -hmm. you know and m most of the time you do yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you're specializing in your craft. And it mm -hmm. makes sense. I mean, that's my my closing thought as an encouragement for me. Five years is uh, definitely a time chunk, but not a ton of time. It's really not. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you're truly passionate about a craft, you definitely do it on the side as well. And, uh, man, that five years really shrinks down um, if it's something that you're pursuing, uh, which is awesome. That's a, that's a really cool uh, thing. But I think it also is a, a reminder that, I think to my mind, the instant generation, you know, I want to be it now, you know, I want to be there now. Well, yeah, good things come to the, to the slow and the process and the, you know, the way. Well, yeah, you so. think about, uh, 
like a degree, like a, a master's degree. That's even yeah. what they call it, right? What is that? Eight years? They it say? is, yeah. Well, there you go. If you want to do that in the trades, I mean, just give it a solid five and see where you're at. Right, right. Which is awesome. It's really encouraging. Good stuff. Well, thanks for watching. Uh, join us. Join our Patreon. Uh, get access to the Discord. Some bonus episodes, bonus content, and uh, potentially talking to these guys and asking them your your uh, hard hitting questions. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time.